and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. Jake. <laughs> <laughs> That's who you are. Yep. Good morning. Good morning. Um, you must be tired because well, you you uh, you went straight rock star this morning. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, I don't know why I'm tired. I'm just uh, I feel okay. I slept good. Been getting pretty good pretty good sleep this week. Um, well, work, that's good. Work has been all right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just feeling a little sleepy. Mm. Ready to rage though. Yeah. 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 Tomorrow's gonna be fun. What's tomorrow? Friday. Oh, tomorrow is Friday. Tomorrow will be fun. Oh, um, rage on the podcast. I just mean rage in life, just Jake. Rage, rage in general. Raging in general. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, Lovely's been in camps all week, and I think that that's been good. That's been a good break um, for Jen, you know, because those two are with each other 24-7. Yeah. So this, this little uh, spring break camp that she's been going to, I think, has been really cool. Is um, the camp through school? No, it's through the Furstenberg Center. Okay. Yeah, Furstenberg's been crushing it. Yeah, that's they have awesome. all these camps, um, and Lovely wants to do like specific camps. So she's doing a knitting camp oh. uh, on a Saturday coming up, where she just okay. goes and learns how to knit. Cool. Um, there's a lot of like STEM classes that she mm. camps that she wants to do. Okay. So I think I think that's you said be, that she's like really good at math. Yeah, and really into math, so that's good. So I think those STEM, it's like one class was like global problem solving, and like they present a problem, and like you as a throughout the camps throughout the week have to come up with like a car that doesn't run on fuel, and like how would that look? And mm. with other kids, you guys are brainstorming these ideas wow. and coming up with that. That's awesome. Yeah. to have that available. Yeah, super cool. Community. Um. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, yeah, I feel good. Um, Friday, tomorrow's going to be awesome. Tonight, Taryn's taking Lovely out. I don't know what they're doing. Maybe getting their nails done or something. Oh, um, really? Are yeah. they in town? They moved back. Oh, they moved back? Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Clay no longer works for that company. Oh, really? Yeah. And he found a, a company here, and he started this week for his first new, first new oh, job. okay. So they both moved. Uh, tra- uh, Taryn transferred down here. So, yeah. Okay. Clay bought a house. Like, they're, they're settling down. That's awesome. In, in Vancouver, so. Good for them. Yeah, I'm when, when are they getting married? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this funny story. So me and Clay were just joking about uh, the company he was working for and kind of the shadiness and the 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 controversy regarding unionizing. Mm. That's a huge tip of what I'm talking about right there. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, I was just joking about. I was like, "You're the richest person I know," and he's like, "Shut up, blah blah blah." And we're just we're just ripping on each other in front of Lovely. And I was like, "Uh, she, I can't remember how it got brought up, but I think we." I was telling Taryn about your wedding mm. and about the uh, the plans where it's going to be and all that stuff. And and then uh, somehow that got turned to Clay and us joking about Clay is so rich he's going to get married on the moon. Mm. And then. <laughs> Lovely was telling Jen, like, oh, yeah, Uncle Clay's going to propose to Taryn. And Jen's like, what are you talking about? She's like, Dad and Clay were talking about it in the backyard. So then Jen asked me, like, hey, were you guys talking about that? I was like, no. She's like, huh. So then this morning, she's like, hey, heads up. Like, Dad said that they weren't talking about them getting engaged. She's like, well, I thought they were. They were talking about, like, when Taryn and Clay do get married, they're going to go get married on the moon. (laughs) 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 <laughs> and, and Jen goes, did you guys say that? And I was like, yeah, we said that. <laughs> That's funny. That was really funny. Yeah. So um, 
it's funny because in this in this battle and struggle with the truth that we're having mm-hmm. with Lovely, she's telling her mom, yeah, Uncle Clay and Dad were talking about Uncle Clay getting married on the moon, which would seem like the most obvious lie. But no, we were really talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's uh, yeah, that I was that's everything I was. I mean, I was thinking about that as you were. Because we've talked about the the whole truth thing, yes, and everything. Yes, yes. That was like I was like, of course, like the one time that you think that it's it's got to be a it's got to be fake. It's, yeah, it was real. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's I bet it's nice to have uh, Clay and Taryn back in town, though. It is. It's so nice to just be able. They came over on Easter, um, and I just we just barbecued with them and and hung out. Um, yeah, I mean it's just nice to have them around. Yeah, we'll have to have them often. on the we'll have to have them on the podcast again because the couple, yeah. couple times that they were uh, on was always a lot of fun. Clay wants to fight you about stocks. Great, let's do it. <laughs> Everyone wants to fight you Perfect. about stocks, dude. <laughs> Great, like, let's just get a roundtable. We'll get Dimitri in here. We'll get Clay. We'll just set oh up. We'll just set word. up four microphones and let let everybody go after me. And you're just the ring. You you just sit back and ask I'll be questions, the rest, dude. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. I'll fight them with uh with one hand tied behind my back. Yeah, dude. I'll fight you them on one leg. You'll fight their emotion with logic, dude. <laughs> you might win. I'm no. There would be no winning. It was just we'd all come out with black eyes. But it would be fun. For sure. I'll be what's his judge uh Mills Lane or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um other than that, I mean nothing when you and I went hiking. We did. Um so you went back a few days later, but when we, you and I went to this spot we noticed that there must have been some massive landslide mm-hmm. that had happened. And it was covering the bottom of the... It destroyed a bridge, covered the rest of the path, covered the bottom of the waterfall. And we were like, whoa, there must have been a landslide. That, that's gnarly. And then you tell me when you went back, it was closed off. So it must not have been reported or known that this la- landslide had happened. Well, we, you and I went. Yeah. yeah. That's scary. Yeah, that's crazy that it was that fresh. Because freaking Bo barked. And all of a sudden, we hear like a, and we look up, and a part of the side of the wall just starts crumbling down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bo almost killed us yeah. with his bark. But it was all for the shot. <laughs> I was telling, uh, <laughs> I was telling Kylie about how, because um, Bo's bark is really loud and piercing. Yeah, and it was just like I'm, I'm like, well, Bo, Bo's borks almost killed us this time because mm-hmm. it's just he, he's his barking can just be so much. Yeah, and sometimes it's really embarrassing because he just. If he does, if he's not getting attention, he barks mm. really loudly. So it's it's funny. Like at that moment, like his his, his seeking attention yeah. almost got us all killed. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, you also came over that night. I did and watched the Blazer game. Yeah, the Blazer game sucked, but it was cool to yeah, it, it was uh, it was cool to to be here and uh, um, hang out with you and the family. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, lo- uh, lovely uh, showing us her Pokemon cards mm-hmm. and ranking them from. Best to worst, I forget what the category. I don't know, but Kylie that's had. that's all Kylie. Kylie coming in clutch, crushing it with the kid. Mm-hmm. But I mean, she's putting it on, and she would eat you both alive. So oh, I can imagine. Know that? Yes, <laughs> yes, I know. But she was she was so funny. Like she sits down and she looks over and she like throws me knuckles and oh, she's yeah. like, "Nice, nice job." And I was like, "Thanks." <laughs> for what? Well, for landing a smoke show. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you did a good job. She's she's pretty, she says. It's like, okay, dude. I'm going to start taking pictures. <laughs> it of, was really funny. I'm going to start taking pictures of her outfits before she leaves the house. 
Really? She 100% looked like a circus clown today. Really? And she's going to listen back to this one day, maybe. Come on, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start just taking pictures so that when she's o- older, she's just like, you guys let me leave the house like that? It's like, we had no choice, dude. You said, this is what I'm wearing. Okay. All right. You want to go out like that, bro? Hey, more power to her. That's awesome that she just has the, like, this is who I am. This is what I'm wearing. Fuck y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. it's it, We're really trying to guide through what other people think. <clears throat> but that's hard, you know? Jen's like, she reminds me so much of you. and well, like People are going to think what, the, what they're going to think. Like I know, but teaching a, a kid that is hard. You know what I mean? Like, teaching everyone, teaching a kid, like, fuck everyone else. Like is is difficult because there's there's a barrier where you don't want them to like completely yeah, say fuck everyone sh- else for sure. But like screw everyone and their their ideas and what and their opinions on what um, she, on what she's wearing. Right. Like, that that yeah. on what she's wearing is very sure. different than like her other choices. But yeah. um, Jen was like, dude, she's kind of like, she's kind of like anti-authoritarian, and it kind of reminds me of like how you were. Uh, as a kid like you were just like no one's my boss like i'm punk rock and i was like yeah for sure and jen was like is there anything your mom could have said to make you just like get it and i said hell no hell no (laughs) like no and that's terrifying Mm -hmm. and maybe that's why i'm like so like stern about it like you need to knock it off Mm -hmm. because my mom really was it. I mean, she tried to be, but she's kind of a wuss. Uh, hope you're listening to this one, mom. Um, and then uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's just like how do I guide this this? And I honestly, we're just really really having these very real conversations with her. Like, yeah. look, dude, the choices you make will determine how the rest of your life looks. If you cannot follow instructions and follow rules, that in the future, that's not going to look good for you. Yeah. Your whole life you've been having to depend on yourself and you've been having to tell adults to F off because they're not good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we got to work on that. So now she's really identifying with this I, this notion of um, I want to be better. I want to change. Oh. I want to make better choices. Good. That's and awesome to hear. So, you know, I, I won't. It's so funny, dude. <laughs> the other morning she's getting ready for camp. Yesterday morning. And... Jen, I'm in bed and Jen's up getting her ready and because, uh, you know, I work later. So Jen texted me and was like, hey, are you up? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, do you want to come with us and then grab breakfast on the way home? I was like, sure. So I get up, I get dressed, I come out of the and I walk into the living room and it gets silent instantly. And I look at the both of them and Jen goes, that's interesting how quiet you got as soon as dad got out here. And I was like, what's going on? Now, she was sassing mom and being mean to mom and being rude. And so she's just like, mom's trying to rush me and blah, 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 and like kind of being rude. Mm -hmm. She sits down. Now I call it hypnotizing. I alluded to this in previous episodes and talking to you, but like when I get down on eye level and I talk very calmly and it just turns her, right? So I was just, I woke up and I was like, you know what? Like, let's just hypnotize her. So she's sitting on the chair and I like squat down and I get to her eye level and I was like, hey. And she's like, yeah. And I go. I love you. And she's like, I love you too, dad. And I was like, remember our goals. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, you want to start listening better, right? You want to start accepting no's more. Like you want to start being more obedient to the rules and, and, and what people expect of you. Right. She's like, yeah. I said, so let's do it. Today's the best day to start. Like every day you can have a fresh start to do that. Let's do that. She's like, 
okay, daddy. Like instantly like hypnotized. <laughs> and she's like, why are you in such a good mood? <laughs> it's like it has nothing to do with me being in any type of mood. I'm not exuding any mood, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just talking. Yeah. And I'm like, let's just start today. Let's Today we're going to work on being better. She's like, okay. I think that that talk is really reminding her, constantly reminding her. Like, like, when she starts getting a little sassy, like, hey, is this, is this working towards your goals right now? Mm-hmm. And then she's like, no. So, crazy, fun, rage. Yeah. Well, if you start hearing some 41 coming out of her room. Yeah. Might have to. Yeah. Um, she, I don't mind that. I mean, but she's very much like me. So we're in trouble. But I gotta, I gotta be on top of it. I gotta mold this. Talk thing. to her about the um, the importance of inst- of institutional stability. That's how I got to you. You were when I first met you. You were all about yes, Joker and yeah, burning the am. system down I still and am. like oh, anarchy is so fantastic. Yeah. And then I had a my little joke about going to the dump. When we were in school, I said, you don't want to live under anarchy. Have you ever been to the dump? Oh, yeah. Tell that. Yeah. And then you, because uh, we, you were taking a poli-sci, what your, I think your yeah, first poli-sci first class. poli-sci class ever. And you, I forget what you were talking about. But we were standing outside the un, the bottom of the, me, you, and Matt were standing outside the uh, the entrance to what it eventually would have been, your I think, your classroom. Yes. And we were all talking. And I forget what we were talking about, but you were talking about burning the whole system down. And I was like, man, you don't want to live under anarchy. Have you ever been to the dump? I was like, I was at the dump yesterday. Yeah, that's right. Have you ever been there? And then, and then you just started busting up laughing. And then you quoted me on fa- like on a Facebook post. Did I? Yeah, I think you uh, you like you, you you quoted me, and that was like <laughs> one of the first like because we were talk. I think we started. We were just starting about doing talking about doing a podcast at yeah. some point after like graduation or mm-hmm. whatever. So that was that was funny. But what happened at the dump? Well, think about it. Where does our all of our trash go? Mm-hmm. Like we live in a society where you can like cre- you can create all of the trash, all of the garbage that you want, put it in a bag, stick it out on your on your street corner, and somebody comes and picks it up. Mm-hmm. That ain't happening under anarchy. No one's picking up your trash. Mm-hmm. Think about it. And they take it off to some place where you don't even you see never it. Never see it again. No. Yep. And it's gone. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Someone's picking up your trash for you in a society. Yeah. You don't want you don't want that to go away. I mean, I've been to Delta Park, dude. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> they but they're clean. clean they're they clean are. They are sitting there cleaning yeah, up a bit. Um, but yeah, I'm just saying. Have that conversation with her. Well, just use yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I will have to eventually. But I mean, trash can be a metaphor. For anything. I mean, but I'm still kind of like, do you want like someone you want people family is like picking up like family picks up your trash for you when you need it. Like they they pick you up. And if you want like having the the, you know, living in but the the trade off of living in a family is that family comes with rules. Yeah. And how to treat certain people. Same thing with living in a society. We have laws. That's well, that's what she says. The importance of institutions. Yeah. Institutional barriers. We're telling navigational buoys. There's rules that you have to follow. And then she's like, you guys do whatever we want. And it's like, okay, no, we don't. Yeah, but I'm the Leviathan. But then later, but later she's like, you guys don't get to do whatever you want. You have to follow the laws. And it's like, okay, well, which one is it, dude? (laughs) (laughs) 
do we or do we not? Well, I'm the Leviathan to you. Yes. Now the the president is a Leviathan to me. Yes. I and we kind of have, and you and we have discussed that a little mm-hmm. bit. Like we are the bosses. Yeah. You have a job. We are the boss. Talk to her about Thomas Hobbes. What's going to okay, go wrong? Screw it. I'm gonna talk to her about uh, <laughs> dissent in the in the Supreme Court, Thomas Hobbes, and uh, the importance of institutions. Yes. I'm gonna bring that up. Uh, bring and then bring me in with a PowerPoint. Bring you in. Say Uncle Jake. Uncle Jake's coming over to show you a PowerPoint. Weren't we gonna do that? Like have like party nights where we would present historical research. I to still want to do that. And then COVID came around. Yeah, stupid. COVID. That was like the, if all of the things that COVID did, that was the worst thing. Is it took Crushed that? Your it dream. took that from me. Crushed your dreams. Um, today's uh, Holocaust Remembrance Day. Oh, it is. Yeah, Jen sent me a quote from uh, the Memorial Museum in New York City. Oh, what's the quote? The quote is, "It happened, therefore it can happen again." This is the core of what we have to say. It can happen, and it can happen everywhere. And it's from an Auschwitz survivor, Primo Levi. Huh. Well, we I got sad. <laughs> Just had to bring it up. Like, uh, well, it's good that you brought it up. Yeah, I mean, we, we we're constantly about. talking about that crap, about how it can can always happen again and how terrifying that really is. Um, one well, thing, I mean, that's the one thing. Sorry to cut you off. No, but that's no like the one thing in studying like all of the decision makers of the Holocaust, the mm-hmm. people who like who th- who thought it up and then the people who institution who like institutionalized it and then the people who carried it out mm-hmm. like those were all seemingly normal people in society yes that were just yes. then given the power and the go ahead to do it yeah and the, you can't tell me that that can't happen everywhere dude yesterday uh someone came up to me and they were like uh Oh, what was it? It was something about, um, oh, hey, what do you think about all those kids at the border? And, like, why are they all the kids there? Like, what are they doing? I just, and this guy identifies as fairly liberal, right? Okay. And he's just like, I just want everybody to come over here legally, and I just want them to do it and, like, go through the process that you need to, and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, let he me. identifies as liberal? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, let me just ask you something here, dude. And he's like, okay. And I was like. I go consider the conditions in which these people are running from. Like we've talked about this the last few weeks. Like these people are being murdered, tortured, killed. Their society, their their institutions are being are crumbling. Like there's no order under the the cartels and yeah. Uh, there's no safety. There's no time to go through the long legal loopholes. Process. Right? Yeah. yeah, not loopholes, but legal process. Um. So I said, right. So that's what they're running from. And he's like, okay. I go, let's for one second imagine that for some somehow the United States crumbles into that into that life Mm -hmm. and we and you and I are seeking seeking asylum in Mexico or Canada. And they're like, F you, dude, you can take the proper legal uh, pathways to get over here for safety. Mm -hmm. And it was like I just like, I don't know, just. He had never seen the sun at all, and I just was like, yo, that's the sun. Like, I was explaining something that he had always known but never realized. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, dude. So, like, when you see these people coming over, it's not like – and he was like, well – and I go, what? They're coming for our jobs? And he's like, well, don't they? And I go, are you going to go and work on a fucking farm, dude? And he's like, hell no. I go, right. That's what a lot of these workers do mm-hmm. is the shit that nobody wants to do. It sucks, but they do it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, that's true. It's just interesting. Yeah. I mean, 
yeah i, I yeah they're not they're, they're coming for our jobs or they uh or they uh or the other one is, is that they drive wages down because they're willing to work for cheaper right they drive wages down for net for native-born americans that has also been disproved economically illegal workers being paid less drive wages down opposed to like having them come over and employing them and then they're in the system and you have to pay them a minimum wage yeah yeah Uh, i think that it would all i think it both could drive wages down maybe one more than the other but the other one could like if they're willing to take minimum wage work for work that shouldn't like they're they're fine with gotcha minimum wage for a job that we would want to be paid at least more. a couple dollars yeah. like native born people would want to pay like a couple do- at least a couple dollars more to do mm-hmm. that could drive I mean that could drive wages down but it's been that's been honestly it's been significantly disproven yeah. time and time again throughout our history like that was one of the biggest complaints about like one of the the Chinese exclusion act mm-hmm. one of the in 1877 the one of the biggest chief arguments of the people trying to push for that push for the affirmative on mm-hmm. that bill uh were are in California were arguing that uh, Chinese immigrants after um, the after the railroad uh, was completed and mm-hmm. you had this big excess population of Chinese people forming their own communities throughout mm-hmm. uh, California were arguing that they um, they were driving down wages in inner cities which they weren't like mm-hmm. they were they were starting their own businesses right and living within their own kind of communities mm-hmm. and they weren't they weren't affecting the like there was no economic even today's study looking back there was no uh, there is no indicators or evidence that in any way average the average labor dropped. Right. Um, the average the average price per labor was was negatively affected. Right. Um, by immigrant workers. That's so weird. It, it's interesting. I mean, we we were talking about this a little bit again last week, but just like this is a scapegoating, right? Mm-hmm. By any means, let's let's point to them and blame them for or use this as. A reason to any reason they can find to blame or scapegoat a group of people, which brings me to something I was thinking about. What were we thinking about? Cancel culture, 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 cancel culture, cancel culture, cancel culture. What about it? I don't know. You know, I love it. Yeah, you so, just love canceling people. Yeah, I do. Did you know about? Uh, I'm sure you heard about Coke being canceled. Yeah. Did you hear about Trump drinking Coke after telling everyone to cancel them? No, I didn't, but that's, <laughs> I mean, I'm not that, that's my shocked face. Dude, let me show you this picture. If if you look it up online, you look up Coke, uh, Trump and Coke, dude. Um, Coca-Cola, not cocaine, because I'm sure those pictures are out there, too. Um, oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, so he's over there, and he slid the bottle. He tried to hide it, and everyone's like, yo, that's a Diet Coke, bro. Uh. <laughs> That man, and in the and back, then Stephen Miller is just like yeah, just hanging out in the side of the frame. I think that picture was on Stephen Miller's social media. Was it? Yeah, and everyone's like, uh, that's and the, now there's all these photos of like arrows pointing to the Coke, and everyone's like, this is Coca-Cola over here, dude. And then the defenders are like, we don't know that that's Coke. It's dude, like when you're a Coke guy, Pepsi just doesn't hit the spot, dude. And at the amount of Coke that this guy drinks, mm-hmm. that's a Coke, dude. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, how? Oh, I can't wait to talk to a Trump supporter today. But how do you listen to this guy who's like, "We need to cancel Coke. You need to cancel Coke, not me." I mean, that's essentially what he's saying. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it's the same thing as, uh, I mean, it's not the same thing, but similar to Mitch McConnell chastising corporations. Oh, boy. For, oh, uh, boy. For, I was hoping you'd bring this for up. For calling out corporations in Georgia have uh, pulled their support and their contrib- financial contributions to um, re- uh, Republicans. Or, I mean, there wasn't any Democrats that voted for the bill, so it's safe to say Republicans right. in, in, this, in the Georgia legislature for supporting uh, the Jim Crow 2.0 voting laws that were recent, has, was recently passed. So let's passed. start there. That's, that's what this all stems from. There was some legislation passed regarding voter rules. Yes. Uh, I have what those rules do that I want to go through. Yeah, and if you're interested in, in how these rules affect uh, voter turnout, uh, go listen to TTR on voters. Our episode on voter suppression. We do a pretty dang good job of of uh, laying out um, different modern tactics of voter suppression. And Hell these, yeah! These these ones that were currently passed follow it to a T. Yeah, it's like it's like part of the pl- of the voter suppression playbook. Anyway, yeah. so continue. No, you continue. No, that's that's all I had. You said you had. You I'm had trying to find the the voter. Um, okay, what Georgia's new voting law really does, and these are just like some nine quick hot facts. Uh, early voting expands in most Georgia counties. Nearly 2.7 million Georgians voted early during 2020 general election, and the new law will offer more opportunities for early voting in most of Georgia's counties. Okay. ID is now required not just for in-person voting but also for mail-in voting. Mm. Government issued ID, that's the that's the most important yes. thing. It has to be government issu- issued. Absentee voting. New rules regulate drop boxes and shorten time frame for requesting and returning mail ballots. Mm-hmm. Um f- this is this is the most ridiculous. I cannot believe this is something that is happening in 2021 in the United States. You can't give food and water to yes. people standing in line. Yeah. Food and drink distribution to voters in line by non-poll workers is banned, but self-service water stands are allowed. So you can just you can put out a cooler with yes. water, but you can't hand it to somebody. Yes. Okay. How do you? Well, you're making it. So I mean, it's all part of this. It, they all rein, all those things reinforce each other, mm-hmm. right? You limit early voting opportunity, so it's going to force more more people to in person voting, which is going to increase no, lines. No, expanded early voting. Expanded early voting. Okay, but it limited the amount of time in which you can do it. Yes. yes. Yeah. So yeah, you can. It expanded early voting, but it's limiting the amount of time that you can do it, which right. is still going to force people to. I mean, to in-person voting because <sighs> nobody vote. I mean, most people don't vote early. They just don't. Yeah. I mean, they, did, they, they did under COVID. Yeah. Right. But um, so now it's like, oh, my gosh, I didn't get my ballot in in time. I got to go to the polls. Yes. I want to vote. Yes. That's going to increase lines and in, in, in day, like, oh, day of voting. Yes. Um, it's going to increase it. It's going to make it the lines longer. And Georgia's hot. Yeah. Georgia's muggy. Yeah. And wh- where, are, where are the poll stations where the most populations are, where you're going to have the biggest, like, in, like you're going to have the longest lines yeah. at, poll, at polling stations, it's going to be in the inner cities. The inner cities are predominant, are, have a lot higher minority population. Yeah. This is, this is speci- these are, these are tactics specifically targeted to decrease minority turnout because it was minority turnout that flipped Georgia and took it from the, and took it from the Republicans. Right. So I can't help but think of how to out petty 
well, there was there there was a, there was another one I wanted to add really quick. Yeah. Is it gives um, the Georgia legislature it takes away a power from the from the state of, uh, from the Secretary of State of Georgia mm-hmm. and gives it to the legislature. So there is now unlimited challenges to uh, to the validity of ballots cast. I was gonna. That was one of them. I think. Okay. Sorry. Let me get through this. Yeah. So food and drink. Um, changes to in-person voting are being implemented to address long lines and reduce provisional voting. Georgia's new law makes a few changes to in-person voting, including efforts to mitigate long lines and change rules and around provisional ballots. If a voter goes to the wrong precinct in his or her county before 5 p.m., poll workers are supposed to direct that person to the correct precinct rather than directing the voter to cast a provisional ballot. Mm. Um. State election board will have new powers and won't be chaired by the secretary of state. Um, the five person state election board will no longer be chaired by a secretary of state who now becomes a non-voting ex officio member GOP secretary of state. Brad Raffensperger <laughs> has been the center of attacks by fellow Republicans for pushing back against from pushing back against attacks from former Trump president Trump mm-hmm. um, results are to be reported faster uh, voters may call new hotline with complaints alleging voter intimidation or illegal activity. I don't think that's going to work in the Republicans' favor. No, probably <laughs> not. Uh, runoff election period will be five weeks shorter. Okay. So those are just the hot, quick mm-hmm. ones that I had. But you're talking about challenges to the validity of ballots yeah so if there's questions on um if a if a ballot is valid if if uh the the count is the count is valid or mm-hmm. if particular ballots are in question there's unlimited challenges can come from the legislature wow. challenging the validity of the outcome and you know that can just draw out the process over and over and over yeah. again and just yeah. in just in Opens the door for now. It may not, but it ha- opens the door for corruption. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I, I don't know. I just I feel like it's is it is it Jim Crow two Probably not. Right. I probably shouldn't have used that. That's just the way I've. I mean, that's how it's been described for sure. But I, I just I hate making voting harder in any way that's clearly the goal here Mm -hmm. and i don't fucking get it because there isn't a problem right with this with the security of our elections right there isn't a problem that needs to be fixed yeah that's the thing is like we look at these things and it's like why are you changing things why are you restricting to fix a problem that doesn't exist because the problem is is that more people voted. And more people voted yes. than you lost. Yes. That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. Um, so all of that, that legislation passing, the limitations on voter accessibility, voter availability, um, all led to cancel culture. So interesting. I want to just point out that on the right, if we're going to specify groups, they were pretty upset that Dr. Seuss books got canceled, and I don't know what's another example. Um, but the changing of the pronouns for Mister Mister and Mrs. Potato Head. There you go. That canceled, mm-hmm. canceled Potato Head, canceled Hasbro. It's Hasbro, right? Yeah. Okay. 
That's that's ridiculous. Why I hate cancel culture. This isn't this is getting insane. Those same people are now canceling Major League Baseball, Coca-Cola, and there was someone else. Delta Airlines. Delta Airlines. And there's there's three or four others. Okay, so these companies and businesses have pulled their funding towards Republicans in the government, right? In the in the state legislature, in the state of, legislature, of Georgia, yeah. Um, but Major League Baseball was going to have their All Star game, yeah, in Atlanta, in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and they moved it to Colorado. Mm-hmm. And Coca Cola, what was their? Was it just pulling funding? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Well, they and they made a public statement. Yeah. About how they you know oppose these these bills. And, yeah. Yeah. So now this right, if you will, is canceling Major League Baseball, Coca-Cola, Delta Airlines. Well, you've got guys like Greg Abbott in Texas, the, yeah. the go- Texas governor, who said like he boycotted uh, the um, the Texan uh, the Texas Rangers opening day game in his like, nobody F- else did in his fu to the MLB. Yeah. It's like more than likely he just didn't want to go be around a bunch of people who could potentially yeah. have COVID. Oh, the stadium was full. Dude. Yeah, it was thirty five thousand <laughs> plus people. Yeah, that wasn't smart. Even yeah. the GM of the Rangers was like, "That's probably not a good idea." Really? Yeah. Wow. But they did it, in, but they but they did it anyway. So, um, yeah, we have people trying to push for boycotting these companies and corporations. You have Donald Trump saying, uh, you know, releasing a statement saying he supports the banning. Uh, or or or, what's the term? I'm I'm drawing a blank. Boycotting. Yeah. Um. Uh, sorry. Boycotting Coca Cola and being pictured with a sneaky Coke bottle. Yeah. I mean, these people are constantly do as I say, not as I do. Oh yeah, Mitch McConnell, like you were going to bring up. Mm-hmm. What did he say? Uh, he said that uh, corporations to stay out of politics, but then in the next sentence said that doesn't mean donate like political donations. So it's like. Shut up and pay. Dude, I couldn't... When CJ sent that, mm-hmm. I thought it was a joke. No, it was real. It was 100% real. I thought there's no way that is real. Yeah. How that's the modern do you... Repu- Dude, that's the modern Republican Party. How do you defend that? You can't. You can't. I thought it was a joke. I I was like, no way, dude. Sometimes CJ will text us things, and I will copy it and put it into my Google search bar because there's no effing way that's real and it's almost always real he's always cj you're always breaking my heart dude <laughs> i'm just like no how i can just imagine cj listening to his euro trash and reading <laughs> reading the news <laughs> what euro trash well remember when we were going to do our like our top five guilty, guilty pleasure songs yeah. and then he sent us some of the most like i was like oh my god what is this <laughs> We never got to it, didn't we? No, we didn't. Oh, we need to. Memory. Yeah, we do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought I thought there was no way that that could have been real because how are you going to say to stay out of politics, but then immediately say, but not your money? How are you going to tell someone to fuck off, but still give you money? Well, then he started talking about the citizens, citizens United, United rule. Yeah. Um, where. It with the Supreme Court allowed um, corporations to basically be treated have constitutional rights. Yeah. Um. In in terms of like being able to donate to politics. Yeah. Um. And stuff like that. Like they have like they're tr- treated as individuals. Yeah. In the eyes of the court. And then he was like, and then he was like trying to defend slash undercut like 
limit he was trying to he was trying to interpret the supreme court's ruling on his own okay and trying to talk about how it's like yes you're treated like you can give money but we don't want your opinions it's just like he was trying to use the citizens united ruling which would seemingly undercut his notion of stay out of politics yeah but he was trying to use that and spin it in a way to it fits his like double standard right he was yes. trying to, like you have the right to give money but you don't have the right to talk about Paul like the social right to talk about politics that elitist thinking I can't help but apply it to constituents Vote for me, mm-hmm. donate your money, but let me handle this. Yeah. That's essentially what he's saying to these corporations. Mm-hmm. So if these corporations are treated as citizens, yeah. how does he how do we not view that application of thinking yeah. to the his voters? But aren't you aren't you not aren't we not supposed to trust Paul like according to the new right, we're not supposed to trust politicians because politicians we don't want like we actually we we value people who are running corporations as opinions that's why donald trump right was like he's right. a businessman right he was so maybe we should have more business like people in oh, politics get him jake i just don't understand like, Dang. I don't, I don't, like, dude there's so many levels of yes. hypocrisy yes on this. that's so good dude they're all so these people are so full of shit that's so good so what is it yeah do you want a master businessman do you want jeff bezos running for president well, no, 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 no. He's he's the CEO of Amazon, and you know what I mean. Yeah. Or or any left leaning. You want uh the C- Twitter C- Twitter CEO? Can't remember his name right now. No, I yeah I, I don't know. Running for president? Well, he's a successful businessman. Why not? Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't agree with you ideologically. Well, I mean, it just shows that the whole businessman mantra for Trump was was on it was full of shit like, yeah duh. they they prefer they they prefer trump for other reasons oh they yeah just used that well he's a businessman as as window dressing for yeah. the real for the real motivations that was good, of support Jake. For him. that was good Dude, every time they talk they just unveil how full of shit they mm-hmm. are like wayne lapierre the nra guy yeah the other guy the head of the nra mm-hmm. um when the when this <laughs> this just came out when uh this when the uh, Marjorie Stoneman high school shooting happened in Florida. Okay. He ran, like he was in Florida. Mm-hmm. I think he lives there. Mm-hmm. He like escaped to his boat, to his yacht and headed out to waters and apparently told like the people at the yacht club and the people around him that he was, he was afraid for his life because he thought like people who wanted, who were upset at the NRA for not, for always halting gun legislation would come for him. Mm-hmm. Like he was legitimately afraid for his life that he would, that people who were angry about his always stalling gun, you know, gun legislation, yeah. gun control would come for him in retribution. So he was, he was afraid for his life okay. and then escaped on his yacht, like away from, uh, like away from, danger right right? so he was afraid of people with guns coming for him right but he won't extend that to children being shot in schools yeah it's just it's funny to me he's like he he, because it's that elitist attitude like right i can afford i can afford to escape on my yacht yes and and i and i I can escape you know i I, i'm afraid 
I can pay for my own security. I'm yes. I'm leaving. But what about all the people in schools with these these vulnerable these people who are vulnerable and, and can't just escape on a yacht anytime that you know there's something bad happening around them? I, I just I, I I I hate it. I hate these people. Like, one one thing you were saying earlier was you're talking about like with everything they say like un- unravels a little more hypocrisy, right? Mm-hmm. Or or uncovers some hypocrisy, but also. Every time they're saying something, it reveals more hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Like every time they speak, they're being hypocritical about something they've previously said. And I'm not saying that doesn't happen on the left, but I mean, it's just like it's it's with the Coke bottles. It's with your example of the NRA. It's just constantly when they're trying to do something or say something, they're going against everything they've been preaching about for the last week prior to that. Yeah. On oh, another one. Um Oh, shit, now I can't remember. <laughs> uh, here, keep talking. I'll, it'll come back. Um, so one thing I was thinking about about that safety is like one argument that you always hear is like, well, you know, the leftists, they're, they're protected by people with guns, right? Mm-hmm. Um, politicians specifically. Um, but I, I, I don't know exactly where, where my line of thinking is going here, but I'm thinking about something along the lines of like the, the ability to protect yourself because of like your elitist stature, right? Mm-hmm. So on the left, I mean, I'm just thinking, is is there really that need if we just address the issues? Probably not at the extremes in which people have to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of obvious, but I, I think that there's something there when you're talking about this individual who is leading kind of the the slow processing of legislation against guns protecting himself in a manner in which nobody else really can um yeah i mean he has privilege right? for sure that person for sure has privilege the privilege of being able to have security around him either yeah. because of the um the title of his position mm-hmm. we have laws we have laws or rules that make him so he has to be we have to protect our leaders right right um because there's more than more than likely somebody is is more willing to target the president of the United States than they are some random person just yeah, walking down yeah. the street. That being said, like yeah, I, there is yeah there is some privilege some privilege there. And when people want to talk about taking away an individual's right to have a tool that they can use to protect themselves, yeah there there is there is seems to be a, a disconnect there right yeah. when you're talking about the level to which some people are talking about removing guns mm-hmm. from the population like confiscation and we don't need guns at all yeah but, right but nobody the majority of democrats are not saying no. that at any at any level joe biden is not saying no. that has never said that the second amendment should be abolished have never has never said anything uh to that to that level and has even taken criticism and pushed back against his colleagues, even on the debate stage saying, I can't do things that aren't through the legislature. Right. right? Like right. not wanting to take those executive steps. Yeah. And for me, like that was like one of the defining moments of his candidacy was when he pushed back against his now, uh, his now vice president and said, I can't do it through executive order. You right. just can't do it. And like, he's going to announce executive orders today. Uh, oh. On fire on gun on gun control. Oh really? And I was reading through what's expected to be to be uh, to be um, put out. Yeah. 
and what's going to be signed. And one of them, what I knew he was going to do, we talked about the pistol braces, right? Yes. And I, I was like, well, does he follow Trump's precedent with bump stocks? We talk about bump stocks, yeah. stocks a lot. And you know what? Joe Biden didn't. Are you, know, you serious? He's, he's going to uh, he's going to use an institutional ATF mechanism to limit to categorize them as as part of the as an NFA item, National Firearms Act uh-huh. item, which would put them into the same class as a short barreled rifle, which means that you can still own them. They just have to be uh, they just have to be basically registered and and um, you have to do background checks. But he's not confiscating wow. them like Trump did. He didn't he didn't further the precedent, right? Knowing right. that what Trump did wasn't constitutional yes trump got an acting attorney general to push that through yeah Someone, like basically when like something that when jeff sessions saw that executive order was like i can't do that mm-hmm. when jeff sessions got fired for something unrelated but got fired yeah trump used his acting attorney general who wasn't like who's acting attorney general isn't doesn't go through the confirmation process yeah. trump used that lackey to push through that dude and now biden is saying i'm not going basically put controls on himself i don't think there would have been a single there other than the people who are hip hip hypocrites who would have blasted biden for confiscating pistol braces yeah um but didn't say anything about trump removing bump stocks those are the only people who would have gotten mad at biden dude i'm about to pop off on some motherfuckers today 70 (laughs) percent of the over 70 percent of americans want some form of gun control yeah nobody probably the seven those 70 percent would not have whined i would have whined Mm -hmm. But I'm 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 not in the minority. I would have whined because I th- thought that whined it's, about it's what him if he the had if, if he had like tried to ban and confiscate pistol braces. Okay. I would have said that's not. I would have understood it because Trump started the precedent. Yes, but I would have still disagreed with it because yes. I, in my opinion, it's not constitutional. Yes, um, but I would have understood it. Yeah, and then you could argue. I mean, I would accept an argument of well, it's precedent now, and I would have been like, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. I still hate it, but it's still... Con- I mean, but maybe that's why, because I had been talking to gun owners recently, and the, their fear was, and you talked about how many of those pistol braces that you guys were selling, mm-hmm. like, going off the shelves, right? Yeah. The same... Mm-hmm. Um, and then a bunch of guys I was talking to were like, dude, they're going to they're gonna come in, they're going to ban them, and they're going to confiscate them, now that that was used. They were saying the same things that you were, you, were, you know, mm-hmm. guessing that they were all going to say. Yeah. And they were all saying it to me. Like, people I know were saying that to me. And he didn't do it or hasn't done it. Well, he's going to make them so they're, like... For sure. Like... Because what if, like, they, has he made the announcements? No, I read that in a, in, a, in, a, in an article, but somebody close to the administration... Okay. Like... Because that would suck if we're, like, super stoked right now and then he bans them. Well, if he does, I mean, yeah. Okay, so I should we should ca- we should yes. preface we should caveat all of this with uh, it has not the official statement has not been made, but yeah. it's expected to. Um, the the article I was reading hit all like really knew it. There, the author of this article uh-huh. was really w- w- seemed really well connected and really well versed mm-hmm. in gun like gun laws okay. and like and stuff like that because they were talking about the NFA and short barrel rifles mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Like someone who doesn't know what they're talking about wouldn't be writing this level of detail in the article. Okay. So I really trusted the okay. article I was okay. reading. Um, well, I hope that's true. I do. I hope it's true as well. You because I, I, because I think it's it's a way to help stop... Because I had this conversation with my dad. Yeah. Because he's like, well... I'm like, well, good... He was like, good people... He's like... He said, bad people aren't going to abide by this. If they want it, they're going to they're gonna go buy it. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, that's the problem. They can't buy it anymore. Mm-hmm. 
they can't get it. Right. And if it's an NFA item, it's registered. Yep. And if you're the owner of that NFA item, you can't just sell it willy-nilly to anybody. Yeah. So now there's incentive to not just sell it to somebody. Right. Because it's registered. And then yes. if, that, if that ends up being used in a crime, you're now liable too. Yeah. Like it, it adds resp- it, it adds responsibility yes. with the with the uh, the threat of a stick. Yeah. To to change people's behavior. Yeah. Like I feel like that's what government is supposed to do. Those are the policies that government is supposed to pass. Yeah, I would be in, I'm I'd be more I'm interested now in seeing how many individuals kind of modify or change things to create something that resembles bump stocks now with a complete ban. Opposed to how that looks when there is no ban, but a change in uh, registration or um, classification like you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Because to your dad's argument, I could see that people were like, you know what? You can't stop criminals from doing A, B, or C or bad people Mm -hmm. from doing A, B, or C. So if there's a complete ban, I would imagine that you would see not just bad people, but good people also being like, I kind of like having a bump stock on my guns. It's fun to shoot. It's more, you know, whatever, whatever the argument may be, yeah. them finding ways to have modifications or bump stock like tools. Well, the the way that the executive order was written, it pretty much made anything that anything that's a device that makes the firearm fully automatic, yeah, is um is, is illegal. Okay, right, but so I, there, I understand there, there that. can't be any there it can't be anything that is like a bump stock because. If it makes a full auto, no matter what it's like, yeah. you can't have it. And that's my point. Yeah. Is I would imagine that because it's completely illegal, mm-hmm. that you're gonna I would I would love to see how many illegal bump stocks there are. Oh, illegal bump stocks. Yes. Okay, I gotcha. Opposed to when you when you don't make it illegal, mm-hmm. but you make it reclassified or or limited, what that looks like as far as illegal use Mm -hmm. so it's not illegal but you have to go through different avenues to to have it or obtain it right yeah that i would imagine you're not making it absolute Mm -hmm. but you're making you're changing the parameters on what is legal and what isn't legal so i would imagine that there are more legal than illegal ownerships of those braces Mm -hmm. opposed to bump stocks are illegal i guarantee you there are more illegal owners of bump stocks today because of the sweeping Mm -hmm. just ban of it yeah where if you reclassified it or had to register something like that obviously it changes the rules it's it's literally just reclassifying it as illegal or or legal Mm -hmm. and that might not change how they're used in some horrific incidences like we've seen that yeah. caused these changes, mm-hmm. but it's still to your dad's point. Um, bad people will get it or bad people won't. I think that the reclassification of the arm braces, it still provides a place for quote, good people to purchase and have those things, mm-hmm. but then removes them in a way from the bad people mm-hmm. opposed to if it's all illegal, good people and bad people have them illegally Mm -hmm. so now you've kind of changed the definition of these good people to bad people for now illegally owning those things well and it and it um gets a if you're a quote good person who has an illegal item you could just you could get rid of you could sell it to whomever right and there's no there really isn't any there really isn't any way like great point great point you lose you you like you have anonymity 
Um, so somebody could be like, Hey, like a bad person be like, Hey dude, you got that bump stock. I want to buy it from you. And if you, if you've got it illegally and you just got it hidden on your floorboards, you're like, yeah, sure. Give me whatever. Yeah, I want money. Great point. That gun's, that gun's in the wind. Um, now if it's an NFA item, like they're, they're happy. I mean, you don't ever hear about suppressors. Uh, the long-term NFA like items are suppressors, fully autos, and short barrel rifles. Mm-hmm. You don't ever hear of those three things being used in crimes. Why? They're not illegal. Wow. They're out there. Yeah. There's a lot of suppressors out yes. there. I know people who have a lot of suppressors. Yes. A lot of full autos. They're not using guns. Why? Because those people know that like either one, uh, it's a really hard to get them. Mm-hmm. Very hard to get them. Mm-hmm. So it's either if you're a bad guy who doesn't hasn't done anything bad yet, you it's a lot easier to just go buy something else to come go commit your yes. crime with instead of going through nine months of background checks to get a full auto. Um, suppressors aren't same thing with suppressors. They're not being used in crimes. Yeah, like they're just not because they're really hard to get, and the people who have them aren't going to just sell them to somebody on the street because right. you've because of the mechanisms that one if you did they're. As soon as that gun is recovered, they're coming knocking on your door because it's like this is tied to you. Yeah. Like that suppressor is tied to you. Yeah. And they've got they can pull that ATF can pull that up right away. They know exactly where you are with that with that device. Um so I, I think I think moving them to the N I think moving those pistol braces as to an NFA item is 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 gonna lead to nothing but good things. It's like that is like the perfect anecdote for those. That's interesting. Um dude. like uh, and 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 antidote antidote, antidote yeah. to those things. Yeah. Uh, also, one of the other things he's going to do, I read, was that uh, is he's going to remove the ability to make what they're classifying as ghost guns, and he's actually going to use he's going to use an executive order to define what a ghost gun is, which is good because I don't like executive orders that are so broad without defining things. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have the ATF define what a ghost gun is, mm-hmm. which is then going to remove the loophole that allows companies to sell what's called 80% lowers. So for um, designs like the AR-15, which doesn't have a patent, like the patent ran out, Colt doesn't have the patent anymore, so anybody can make an AR-15 off of military specs. Okay. And then AR-15s, essentially, if they're made to military specs, all of their parts are interchangeable. So you could buy a lower from one company, a, an upper from another company, the the buffer What's tube. What's a lower and upper? So the, the an AR-15 has has an upper and lower receiver. Okay. Um, and they, they, just, they detach from each other. That's how you clean them. So the, uh, the lower receiver is the only on an AR-15 is the only thing that's serial numbered. Okay. That's what you have to do a background check on. Now, you can buy people who like to build their own AR-15s mm-hmm. will buy just the stripped lower receiver. So basically, it's just the milled out metal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll buy all the parts. They'll do the background check on that. It's like 70 to 100 bucks. Um, it can be more if it's a higher quality one. And then you can just order part all the other parts online, have them sent to your house, and you can build it up. Okay. Right. So, but they're like Lego because there's a way. Yeah, I mean, it's essentially <laughs> AR-15s are Lego guns. Yeah. Um, and so you can, so that's how some people get it. Like, you can order, you can shop around for the parts that you want. And yeah. It's a way to cut costs. Customize it, cut costs. Customize. Okay. Uh, yeah, for sure. Instead of just buying something that's already built, yeah. and then it may not have all the parts that you want on gotcha. it. Gotcha. Um. So that's it's something fun for people to do now. But that serial number on that lower receiver, regardless of all the different parts you put on it, that receiver is still serial numbered. Um, so therefore, it's still somewhat trackable through the ATF tracing process. Okay. 
now there's a loophole that allows for that AR-15 lower. This really only works with AR-15s because of the mil, because of the mil spec compatibility with forum, okay. and then the fact that the patent is is expired. So there are companies that are selling what's called 80% lowers. They're not completed lowers. Okay. So you can sell basically the lower receiver of an AR-15, and all it needs is to have one little part punched out of it. So if you've got like a press at your house, you can buy these 80% lowers that are not that are not serial numbered because they're not completed. Jesus. They're then can just be mailed to you to your house. If you've got the, you've got, you have the tool, which anybody can buy the tool offline. You just punch, you just finish milling out the last little part of it. um, And now you've got an AR 15 with no serial number on it. And that's legal. As long as you're not making them to sell. The only time okay. that you need serial numbers on firearms is if you and if you if you're making your own gun, you can go and make your own gun. Right. As long as you're not making them to sell, you don't have to put serial numbers on them. So you've got all these people, and then then how? But how do you actually like? How do you actually enforce that? Right? Yeah. Like if you got somebody who's like, well, the guys that you could you could be selling those as long as you don't get caught. Anybody who gets caught with one of those could say like, well, I made it myself. I mean, how are you going to prove it? Oh. Right. So. Um, Wow. So you got all these 80% lowers that are out there, and that's what they're classifying as ghost guns. Mm. And by classifying those as ghost guns and removing that mechanism to be able to to get those 80% lowers, I think it's I think that's sensible. Yeah. I feel like that's sensible. So what would the what would the order change? That they have to be serialed? Yeah, you can I don't you can't buy these 80%. Okay. You can't buy okay. these 80% lowers. Okay. Um which I think makes sense. Yeah, I, I think that's that's reasonable. And because the only reason why people like buying eighty percent lowers is because they don't want to do the background check process, and because they don't want the government to know what they have. Yeah, I don't think that's a valid. Ar- I don't. I don't. That's not a valid argument. You're just making my case for registration this whole episode. By the way, <laughs> honestly, like <laughs> I, I, I don't think registration is necessarily a bad thing. Because you're talking about the, all the things under the ATF mm-hmm. and. I think you made an excellent point and made my point from last week of registration. Look at how often those things are used in these in these crimes mm-hmm. and how they're almost non-existent and because there's the threat of that big stick. Yeah, think, think. Of, think about a state where it that doesn't like Washington and Oregon have laws on the books about private party transfers. Mm-hmm. You can't sell a firearm to somebody who's not within your family without mm-hmm. going to an, to a licensed dealer and conducting a background check right. on the purchaser. Yeah. Think about you now there's very few states that actually have that. Mm-hmm. We're we're our states are in the minority. Think about a, a state like Texas or somewhere in the south that doesn't have the private party transfer rules. Yeah. People can just buy and sell guns out of their garage, um, private party all they want. Yeah. Without any rep think about it now, if gun if those guns are registered, mm-hmm. then you're gonna be thinking because there's a lot of people who are constantly like people who are like, well, I don't want the gun to fall like if I don't want the gun to fall into wrong hands because they don't want to have the government come not because they're worried about what how that uh, there's probably a part yeah, of it. It's, yeah. What the, what the gun's used for is secondary to, I don't want to get in trouble. Yes. So you institute something where they can get in trouble for selling the gun to the wrong person. I think that's going to increase people's, the the thought process when it, maybe it'll make a pause. Like, hey, this guy's kind of shady. Maybe I shouldn't sell this yes. gun to them. Yes. Because yeah. if he goes and uses it, 
um, that gun's going to get traced back to me. Yeah. I want to go get something where he goes and does a background check and they're there. And then, so that person, I mean that it now is registered and maybe it doesn't stop all of them. Right. But there's some liability. Yeah. I mean, obviously when you have, when you have uh freedom in Liberty, to, to, you're going to have decreased security. It's yeah. an inverse relationship. Yeah. This is the constant, uh, debate in politics, mm-hmm. how much Liberty versus how much security, right? You got a, a country like England, who doesn't they don't have shootings mm-hmm. they still have crime but they don't have shootings because they've limited they basically have made all guns essentially outlawed yeah. except for a, f- a few classes mm-hmm. of firearms in the united states you know i think culturally you have far less people who are comfortable banning anything mm-hmm. but i feel like that there is an a, a, a an epidemic of gun violence. You couldn't even ban going to the grocery store or going to the grocery store without a mask, without people yeah, challenging it. So in lieu of that, I feel like how is it, how are some of these things that can help limit how many, if we could, it will never know. The thing is, it's hard, so hard to prove because you never know the ones that it stops. Right. Yes. Like, That's we true. We only see the terrorist attacks that, that succeeded. Happened. Yeah. We don't know of how we'll never know how many from either that were stopped that didn't get reported or the ones that could never happen because of things that were passed and put right. in place. We'll never know if this NF the NFA classification of pistol braces yeah. will um will stop a, a shooting. Mm-hmm. Which makes it hard to then argue because we don't have any tangible evidence or any statistics to then show like this is for sure stopped. The shootings. The right. only way we know is over the long run if these things, if these shootings decrease. Yeah, yeah. And you can say, okay, these these rules did. There's Change. a correlation that did. We can argue equal causation. Yeah. Um. So it's hard. It's hard when yeah. people are such linear, anecdotal thinkers to then be like, no, these things did work. We just it's over the long period of time. And I think the biggest argument, you, the only thing we have in the United States that is equivalent that can show length, um. Of length of time, because there really isn't many gun books on the, on the, you know, there really isn't very many gun laws on the books. Yeah, federally is is showing the other NFA items. Suppressors aren't used in mm-hmm. in, uh, in crimes. Fully autos aren't used in crimes, and short barrel rifles aren't used in crimes because they're highly they're highly registered and they're highly tracked. Right. Dropping bombs today, dude. Trying to. Um, one, I mean, we're at an hour, but and we gotta go soon. But I wanted to just bring up real quickly. Did you watch Joe's, uh, President Biden's, um, conference yesterday? No. I thought this was interesting. So he's trying to, um, he wants to increase the corporate tax from twenty one percent to twenty eight percent. Decrease it. No. Oh, what was the first number? 21. 228. 228. Oh, I thought, you, I thought it was the other way around. No. Okay. So, last administration had lowered it to 21%. Mm-hmm. And it had been 28 previously under the under Obama, it's 35. Right? Under Obama. Yeah. Okay. So, so, he's splitting the difference. Yeah. So, Joe was, I guess, one corporate tax proposal that the Obama administration had suggested was mm-hmm. lowering it to 28. And Biden said yesterday, when it was at 35, I thought it was too high. Me and Barack both thought it was too high. And I did some research and found that they were both that administration was proposing to lower it to 28. Mm -hmm. So what he's proposing now, what Joe Biden is proposing now as president is to raise it to 28, Mm -hmm. which is right between that 35 and that 21. And he's like, just meet me in the middle. 
Like, work with me here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I, I can't remember. It was something trillion dollars over the next 15 years that that would provide. Hey, and, and that would help pay for the infrastructure bill. That That's what that, he was talking about. Yeah, that Mitch McConnell uh, is vehemently opposed to, supposedly, but supported would have supported anything Trump did. Yeah. For um, for infrastructure. Yeah. That's the other. That's that's the other thing. Well, the hypocrisy. Okay. The thing I couldn't remember yeah. from earlier <laughs> is that as long as it made the Republicans look good, yes, Mitch okay. didn't care about adding to the debt. Yeah. Now that it might make Biden look good, mm-hmm. because who's against who's against fixing our infrastructure? Have you seen the I five bridge? Yeah. It's nice now. Because nobody's driving right now because of COVID. What do you COVID. mean? What was wrong with the I-5 bridge? The I-5 bridge? They just redid it. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. They fixed it. And then they added it's, all these nice lights to it, and it's way better now. It's better, okay. but it's still a fucking old-ass bridge that's only three lanes going through a major mecha- metropolitan choke okay, point. yes. Okay, we're, but I'm talking... Dude, Portland has a two... It's a two-lane... I-5 goes on the two lanes I know. through the heart of its city. Yeah. I know. Those highways were built in the 40s and 50s when nobody thought ever anybody was ever going to move to new, to the to the northwest. Yeah. Dude, Dude our infrastructure is ridiculous. That bridge I, is still nice. Stop it. Oh god. It's a pain in the ass. I'm not saying it's not a pain in the ass. Think of how much like faster 205 moves yes. throughout the day than I5 does. I don't ever deal with traffic. Because of the time you leave yep, for work. Yep. I never, ever, ever sit in traffic. Yeah. Like, ever. Okay. But it sucks <laughs> for those of the people who do. Yeah. 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 Okay. If you're talking about as far as congestion, yes, the bridge is a mess. But it's a nice bridge. They made made it more bright at night and it's fun to drive over. It's a nice-ish bridge. Drive over at night. It's not as nice as the Fremont Bridge. Fremont's a nice bridge. I know. The one know. going over the Willamette. Which way? I don't know. I used to call it as a kid the Big White Bridge, oh. and then the uh, the I five bridge was the um, green one. The interstate bridge was the the Big Green Bridge. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so you're talking about yeah. That's what the I think that's what the proposal for of the increase mm-hmm. for the corporate tax was to address the infrastructure. And and at twenty eight percent, even mm-hmm. at thirty five percent, we were we were we were like one of the lowest like industrial countries post-industrial like mm-hmm. of near peer countries mm-hmm. right the ones who um are similar to the united states in both economic like gdp mm-hmm. uh, per capita um gross you know overall gross domestic domestic product level of like basically all of our near peer countries the united states at, even at 35 percent was percentage like significant like 10 percent to 20 percent lower than all of its near peers in western right. europe in terms of its corporate tax rate so, like, we're still super pro-business, even at a 35% tax rate. Right. Put this in historical perspective. Dwight D. Eisenhower, do you know what the corporate tax rate was under Dwight D. Eisenhower? 79%. Oh, my God. 79? 79%. Under one of the biggest expansions of our economy of all time, coming out of World yeah. War II, yeah. had a, oh, close to an 80% corporate tax rate holy under crap. a republican president yeah and now a democrat is just arguing for a 28 percent, and we can't get anything we can't even get that passed right because it's saying oh it's socialist it's too pro it's not pro business businesses are going to leave businesses ain't going to fucking leave well i think that's one thing he was talking about addressing was taxing anyone who does leave 
and finding ways to close those loopholes mm-hmm. to tax them. Yeah, Trump talked about the exact same thing. Closing really? the loopholes. Yeah, he talked about the exact same thing. Everything Biden is talking about, other than lowering the corporate tax rate to 21%, yeah. Trump talked about too. Raising it. Raising it to 28. <laughs> but Trump dropped it to 21. Other than Trump dropping it to 21. Yeah. Um, Biden was ta- Biden and Trump talked about a lot of the same things in terms of closing the loopholes for international corporations to hide their money offshore. Yes. Stuff like that. Yeah, that's all Biden was talking about mm-hmm. yesterday. And one thing I thought he brought up was really interesting was talking about um autocracies not waiting for betting on democracies to be too slow in change and and well that's what china's doing yeah yeah that's what he, he was specifically talking about china yeah but i mean that's was, the only autocracy that matters yeah he was just like basically like do you think that china is going to sit and wait to push technology and to develop new technologies and and resources and 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 all of those things mm-hmm. He's like they're not waiting on. No, th- they're they're fighting a, They're fighting the same. They're fighting. We're fighting a battle against a, a, a an opponent who doesn't play by the same rules mm-hmm. or is not playing with the same constraints. Yes. And now I would much rather live in a democracy yeah, than in an absolutely. autocracy. Yeah. So I'll take the disadvantage, but yeah. we can beat them. We yeah. beat the Soviet Union. We can beat them again. Yeah. And we do it by by building coalitions. Yeah. And not bickering politically i mean there's always going even during the cold war there was fights between republicans and democrats mm-hmm. like go back and read the the bitter fight over the suez canal and um mm-hmm. yeah over the suez canal during the carter administration mm-hmm. but they we still found ways to work together the divisiveness yes. was nowhere near as bad as it is now and i just god we are shooting we're shooting ourselves in this in the foot every step because we elect people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, yeah, who don't run on a platform. They're entire. They were elected on the premise of just go piss off them Democrats. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna. I was thinking about it during the whole time. Like I know what he's doing, and it might be just a tactic, but or it might be he might be genuine. He might actually be genuine. Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. He he refers to every Republican and every opposer as his friend. He says, my friends, I want to meet with my friends and who disagree with me and find a way to find the middle ground. I do think he is genuine. I think so, too. Because he's always talked that way. Yeah. I mean, he's friends with them. I like, know. He legitimately is friends with them. I know. But you think about the way that Trump spoke about Democrats. Oh, no, they're the enemy. All traitors. Democrats. They're traitors. They're enemies. They don't care about making America great again. No. And I've never heard people talk about Democrats in that way until Trump started talking about them in that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, crazy. And now, like now, someone who's close to me said to me the other night, "I just i i hate all i hate all liberal Democrats. Hate them all." <laughs> yeah. I I've never heard that person say that. Yeah. In my entire life. Yeah. It's. I don't think it's true. I don't think they really feel that way. I think they're being told to feel that way because I don't think that people have enough interactions with those their opposition. In a face-to-face manner to really understand where each other stands. I can have, um, you know, you and I, when we first started talking, as you mentioned at the top of the hour, like I was an anarchist and anti-institutionalist. But through our opposing views have found you brought me towards the middle. Look, I still love anarchy and burning it all down and sticking it to the man. But... 
within the parameters of the institution. Mm-hmm. And vice versa, you've moved me off of some of my complacency <laughs> of like right. of like, nah, we can't do that because can't do that right. because of norms. Right. 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 Yeah. So but it's through that relational it's through that establishment of a relationship mm-hmm. and talking through it. Now, I'm not saying we have to be friends or, or have relationships with everyone we disagree with. But if you have an effing conversation, I guarantee you both of you will find more similarities than differences. Well, I tried to have the to this person. I tried having this converse, the conversation of we're all liberals mm-hmm. and conservatism is a disposition. Oh, God. Man, you know how difficult that one was? I can't even imagine, dude. I can't even imagine. But that's how our conversations, our three-hour conversation started the other night. Yeah, yeah, was was, uh, was with that. Yeah, was with that topic because mm. that he started saying, "I hate all liberal Democrats," and I said, "What about liberal conservatives?" I said, "Well, you got, we got to start. I go, Dad, we have to, we have to you worry." Said dad, <laughs> my bad. It's my dad. <laughs> I can cut that off. No, cut. no, you don't have to cut it. Okay, don't worry about it. <laughs> But what'd you say? I was just well. He just said, "I hate all liberal Democrats." Yeah, and uh, I love the the whole dance around to ultimately just be blown. <laughs> I love okay. I love my. I mean, I love my dad. Yeah, I, I do love, too. I, I love. love ta- I love talking to my dad. Um, he's he is a he is a good man. He is a great man who has taught me a lot of things. Uh, but politics is one of those things that him and I just cannot talk about anymore. And or well, we didn't. And then we had a really good. We actually had a really good talk the other night. Yeah, you told it me didn't about really that. go anywhere. We danced around a million different topics. Yeah, but like we didn't get mad at each other. You're and, having the conversation, and that's like really important. Yeah, and I feel like there was a couple times I made some breakthroughs. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. But we were able to have like we didn't yell at each other, and that's right. the most important thing. Right. So I want. That's how I want to preface all of this. But that being said, it started with, I hate all liberal Democrats. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think he believes, like you said, I don't think he believes that. I don't think so. But, like, he's angry, he's emotional, he's, he's like, upset about the changes that have made, been made. And he's he's told by the media that he listens to, yeah. to hate, that you need to fear these people. Look, your dad adores my wife, who's a liberal Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... He anyway, so I'm like, Dad, we're all liberals. liberals. Yeah, and he's like, "What do you mean by that?" And I'm, <laughs> I said, "Well, definite, like, definitely, definitely, like, I tried to have the like, talk about yeah. like definitions matter. Say what you mean. Like, we have to, in order to have conversations, we have to be able to define what certain terms mean." And I said, "Like, you're talking about prog- like progressives versus conservatives." Mm-hmm. And I talked about trying to be like conservative as conservatism is a way of being. Liberalism is a set of ideological yeah. like principles that govern how you like yeah. govern how you you see government like mm-hmm. you talk that inform how you how you see government and so i'm like i you got to be careful i said that you just got to be careful when you're talking about liberals because like we're all liberals like if you were to like there's this really cool exercise we did and um i compared we to politics do a class. TTR about liberalism yeah let's do it yeah sorry. um that should be our next episode yeah uh that uh, I said there was this really cool exercise I did in um, my comparative politics class, which was, uh, you know, they put they put economic um, ideology on the, on a cor- on on the x-axis of a coordinate plane, and they put uh, social um, or like authoritarianism versus liberalism in terms of governance. Okay. Um, on uh, on the y-axis, mm-hmm. 
and then so if the if the right side of the y-axis and the uh, upper side of the of uh, uh, the right side of the x-axis and the upside of the y-axis were um, more liberal, more open markets, okay. that that would be the first quadrant. Right. Every single American politician, from Bernie Sanders to Mitch McConnell, all place within within one or two standard deviations on a within the same quadrant. Yeah. And then you look at like Boris Johnson, who mm-hmm. is the conservative party leader, and he is so far away. Mm-hmm. As far as liberalism? In terms of like, uh, like, yeah, well, he's, he's not, he doesn't plot anywhere close okay. to, um, to uh, American, even American politicians. Okay. Like he's still within the first quadrant, but he's like significantly farther away from even Bernie Sanders than Bernie mm-hmm. Sanders is from Mitch McConnell. Right. I'm like, so I'm trying to tell him, Dad, like, conservatism is about time and place. Mm-hmm. What are you, how are you, like, what are you conservative as in the moment in which you're living? Like, within the time and space in which you're living, how are you conservative? Because I said conservatives yeah. 150 years ago would have been arguing for the maintaining the institution of slavery. Right, right. Obviously, conservatives today are not arguing for the continuation of slavery. Right. So is it time and place, but also because I was thinking about like specific topics, because I think individuals can be conservative about certain things. Is that specifically relative to the time and place that you're talking about? Or is the topics like slavery, guns, whatever? I think that's all under the umbrella of time and place, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that your conservative um, is more about um, not wanting to break I think it's conservatism at its base is like not wanting to uh, upholding nor upholding norms yeah, yeah. unless norms are violating rights. Okay. Upholding institutions, even social institutions, mm-hmm. as ways of maintaining social stability. Yeah. So tearing tearing down religion, tearing down uh, the 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 nuclear family unit, mm-hmm. um, or not tearing them down, but like eroding them. Mm-hmm. Right. You do that at your own peril okay. because that that in in a conservative's mind, eroding institutions, whether it's governmental institutions or, or it's social institutions, yeah. they uphold stability because because. Um, freedom of expression and freedom of movement don't happen spontaneously for mm-hmm. concert. Like they conservatives don't think that it happens spontaneously. It happens through, um, the safety and security of, of in that institutions and right. stability that they, that institutions create. Whereas liberals would see, um, freedom of movement and expression, all of that happens spontaneously. And then institutions arise from that movement. Mm. That's kind of the dichotomy between conservative and lib- like liberal progressive thought. Right. Um, so, but we're all historically liberal. We're all historically liberal mm-hmm. because we all view government the same way that at the base level, powers derive from the consent of the governed, the mm-hmm. John Locke right. conceptualization of power and in living in a society. Mm-hmm. So my, like, that's my point is like, if you're an American, you, you mean, you're, you pretty much believe in markets to some extent, yes. market solutions to some extent, there's obviously there's a there's a uh, a spectrum there, mm-hmm. and then you believe that powers drive there's the consent power of the government. Yeah. You believe that powers drive from the consent of the governed. Mm-hmm. You are both on that side of both mm-hmm. um, of both uh, like continuums yeah. of both spectrums. Yeah. You were on this that side of the median mm-hmm. of those spectrums, right? So we're all liberals. Yes, it's just to what what extent are yes. we liberals? Yeah. 
like you said, a spectrum. But then you can be conservative within that liberal, within that liberal, within yes. that definition of being yes. liberal. You can be conservative. Yes, that's why I said they reinforce they they reinforce each other more than they tear each other apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Economist did a whole expose on conservatism as mm-hmm. a as a disposition instead of an ideology. Mm-hmm. They did conservative. They did a whole, the whole ex, this whole series on conservatism, ta- talking about um, uh, Edmund Burke and uh, different Enlightenment philosophers. And Edmund Burke is often considered one of the like the father of conservative thought. But even Edmund Burke wouldn't consider himself a conservative mm-hmm. because he, in the time he was writing in, he was a liberal. Like he was a oh, he was gotcha. he was arguing for constitutional monarchy. Mm-hmm. He wasn't arguing for absolutism, which mm-hmm. would have been, which would have been cons- conservative thought in the Enlightenment period. Would have been arguing for the main like would have been Hobbesian. Would have been arguing for the main maintaining of absolute absolutism. Mm-hmm. He was arguing for cons- for sharing the sharing of power, mm-hmm. spreading the 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 power and decision making amongst the populace. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was seen as a conservative because he was against the French Revolution because he didn't see he saw the French Revolution not as a progressive movement but as a retrograde movement because they were tearing down institutions like uh, the the like the Jacobites and uh, some of the leaders of the earlier leaders of the French Revolution were arguing for doing away with private property. So it's tearing down of those institutions that that pushed that Edmund he Burke, opposed that he opposed not the actual movement of opposing the of overthrowing the monarchy gotcha. it was like what they were trying to replace the monarchy with he right. was against so he gets wrongly appropriated with the conservative label mm-hmm. but his upholding of institutions i think is still valid when right. you're talking about conservatism in the modern like in the modern times yeah so um my point being is that conservatism as the Economist wrote, and it's one of my favorite quotes, it said, uh, liberals puncture conservative um, complacency mm-hmm. and conservatives temper liberal zeal. I mean, that is you and I in a nutshell right yeah, there. Right? That yeah. is so good. Mm-hmm. That is good. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.